And now my mind became centered on passing debris, and in a few minutes I realized that whatever changes had ruffled or passed over this coastal region of Guiana, the source of the muddy waters upcountry was as untouched now as when Amerigo Vespucci sailed along this coast four hundred and twenty years ago. I forgot the shore with its memories and its present lush growth and heat, for in the eddies of the wharf pile swirled strange things from inland bush. Most pitiful of all was a tiny opossum with a single young one clinging tightly about her neck, which approached as I was about to leave. She was marooned on a hollow log, which revolved in an arc while it drifted. As it turned, the little mother climbed, creeping first upward, then turning and clambering back, keeping thus ever on the summit. The tail of the baby was coiled about her mouth, and he was clinging with all his strength. It was a brave fight and well-deserved success. No boat was in sight, so I could not hesitate, but pulling off my shoes I waded out as far as I could. At first I thought I must miss it, for I could not go into my neck even for an opossum, but the wind helped. One or two heavy waves lapped conveniently against the sodden bark, and I succeeded in seizing the stub. As I reached for the little creature, the young opossum gave up and slipped into the water, and a ripple showed where a watchful fish had snapped it up. But I got hold of the mother's tail, and despite a weak hiss and a perfunctory showing of teeth, I lifted her and waded to shore. The last view I had showed her crawling feebly but steadily along a branch into the heart of a dense thicket. I climbed back to my outpost and dried my clothes in the sun, meditating on the curious psychology of a human which wanted opossums and would unhesitatingly sacrifice a score of opossums for a real scientific need, and yet would put itself to much discomfort to save a single one from going out to sea.